Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. FBI Radio. That's right. It is that special time of a Monday morning, 10 past 10. Well, it's 12 past 10 now, where I'm joined by Jack and Andre, the film lords of FBI Radio. <laughs> Welcome to you both. I thought we get through so much before we even go on air. <laughs> I know. I know. It's very exciting. Uh, where are we? Oh, yeah, that's right. We have five double passes to give away today on the show. Mm-hmm. Run us through what people could go and see, potentially, if they play their cards right. Play your cards right. It's the Sydney... Sci-Fi Film Festival, Sci-Fi Film Festival this weekend, and we have five double passes to the short section that's happening this Sunday at Event Cinemas. It's in the main VMAX, crazy huge city of theatre at George, at the George Street Cinemas, and it's just and you a- know these filmmakers are about effect. Like they oh. want to feel you vibrate, they want to feel, they want to throw things at you, they want to strobe. Totally, they want to send you to Saturn. That's how badly they want to get your attention. And they have all these short films in the short film section that they're going to be showing. They're international, and the filmmakers are going to be there for Q and A's. It's just going to be a lot of fun, I think. So so it's an intergalactic themed movies, movies, movies today mm. with the Sci-Fi Film Festival in town, which we have a, you know, we, we might have a little special guest coming on a bit later to talk about. But what we want to know from you is what is your favourite sci-fi film, particularly if it's an underrated sci-fi film, not one that everyone talks about. Jack and Andre, I'll start with you two. Favourite mm. sci-fi movies. One that no one ever talks about. Mars Attacks, Hello, Ensemble Cast. Insane movie. Sarah Jessica Parker in an alien dome bubble. And um, Tim yeah. Burton not being a dick. Um, I would also say the Born This Way film clip with Lady Gaga. Fabulous. Lots of ooze, especially when she performed it live. Jack was just saying that he loves Wally. Shut the Wally hell up. up. Shut the W E up. <laughs> Great sound design in that film. Fabulous. Not much dialogue. And then of course a fabulous Quartex Cloud Atlas, which Amazing. crosses generations and races. <laughs> so Jack's in your favourite underrated sci-fi film. You know, we stretch what is a film on this show, even though it is movies, movies, movies. And uh 0409 945 is the text line number. Let's see what's happening in the world of cinema headlines. Movie news. So in first big major news, Lady Gaga has been rumoured to star in her next film, which is going to be a live adaptation of Little Mermaid. Jack, talk to us about Sofia Coppola. Oh my God, read my body language. Lady Mm. Gaga is probably going to be Ursula. What I love about this is that I really hope that the way they're going to make her look like the octopus queen is that they're going to do like a Davy Jones, Bill Nye, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 thing, where they're just going to completely CGI. (laughs) tentacles all over Lady Gaga's face, give her a beard. Which she actually did in her art pop ball tour actually if anyone went to that concert she donned a lot of tentacles to also shout out to tentacles is the fiona apple film clip every single night where she wears an octopus or a squid on her head classic maybe paul thomas anderson could direct this adaptation jack next news okay the high life trailer has dropped claire denis new film and it's just completely bonkers and scary Mm. it's about a bunch of prisoners on a like runaway spaceship that's heading towards a black hole and they're probably never going to come back but they're all like harvesting each other's sperm and growing kale Mm. and Juliette Binoche Robert Pattinson Andre 3000 for those who don't know Claire Denis is just the most amazing maverick art filmmaker she's French enough said (laughs) (laughs) what's the next news about animals about animals Liam Neeson is uh, finishing up on a new Con Brothers movie and apparently recognises one of the horses that was working with him on set from a previous film set. This isn't an odd occurrence. Apparently horses can remember their previous owners and their previous riders. This is actually backed up by Russell Crowe, who yeah. remembered on another film 
that the film that he did a big speech in Gladiator on mm. was there and they had chats every single day. Apparently got through. Yeah, so the film that he just shot is the Coen Brothers' new film, The Scrabbly Dales of Bootstrap Bill. And, and also, shout out to Horses for providing safe spaces for people that go through a lot of trauma. I feel like actors have to really put themselves in positions that Truly. are difficult and the horses are there for them to have a chat. My mum's actually been to equine horse therapy before and said it was hilarious. And in final news, Tilda Swinton <laughs> has done another fabulous transformation and it is in Luca Guadagno's new film, Suspiria. She's playing an 82-year-old man. But the catch is that it's actually Taylor Swift playing Tilda Swinton, playing an 82-year-old man. My favourite Tilda Swinton transformation is when she transformed into Tom Hanks for Angels and Demons. <laughs> Do you remember that classic transformation? Yeah, but actually when she was in the first one, The Da Vinci Code, when she turned into Amelie. My second favourite transformation is when she transformed into Amanda Bynes, who then transformed <laughs> into a boy for She's the Man. My favourite was when she transformed into Robert Pattinson and then Shia LaBeouf to be FKA Twiggs' boyfriend twice. Yes. We're getting a lot of people texting in their favourite underrated sci-fi films, keen Ooh. to win those double passes that we've got to give away to the Sydney Sci-Fi Film Festival. Lee, you say Predestination, which I haven't seen. Oh, underrated. Uh, also, there's this crazy Shanky one film. in the lineup. There's The Infinite Man, which is actually a South Australian film, has been remade by a Dominican filmmaker only like three years after the original was made, and that's like on the lineup. Ten points to Lee for naming an Australian film as well. Cienzo says... Tea, but I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, oh classic. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is not getting good enough roles, it's people. True. Where is she? And John, John Goodman can just slide into anything. I know. Why did he get the memory from that? John Goodman needs to offer up some of those roles. He's fit for two roles <laughs> and he gets all of them. Andre. That was cruel. That was actually... I, I get a spank. Apologise. <laughs> I get a sexy spank. Two reviews is up next. Keep your texts coming in on 0409 945 945. Favourite underrated sci-fi films for a chance for a double pass to the Sydney Sci-Fi Film Festival. For two reviews, we're going to be looking at a new movie with the, na- with the word star in the title. And we're also going to be reviewing this. That rings a bell. Stick around. First of all, though, we have a track from none other than Lady Gaga. A bit of an odd choice for Ooh. FBI Radio, I know, but for the film lords, I'll do anything. This what are we going to review? Starstruck with Space Cowboy and Flo Rida. You're on FBI Radio. Movies, movies, movies on mornings. Groove slam, work it back. Filter that, baby, bump that track. Groove slam, work it back. Space Cowboy, just play that track. Gaga in the room. So starstruck, cherry, 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 boom, boom. Rolling out to the club on the weekend Styling out to the beat that you're freaking Fantasize on the track that you tweak and blow my heart up Put your hands on my waist, pull the fader Run it back with original flavor Cue me up, I'm the 12 on your table I'm so starstruck I'm so starstruck Baby, could you blow my heart up? I'm so
Get to that cash flow, I'm a fan and you don't trip She try to say hand over your signature right here Like I just a dotted line And I'm supposed to sign How she added a fanatic and I think it's going down She's so starstruck, the gal lost up I she done had an overdose, too many Starbucks Ain't never seen a baller, paper that's that taller Stunners who let the top back on that Chevy Impala Hummers and all that, fully loaded with two fallers What did you call that when you're shown it with two daughters? But that's another chapter, sold up a bachelor I don't know me to spot it up, baby, actor Complete swagger, they go to dagger Got what she wants, y'all they happily ever after It's a star, it's just a Baby, could you blow my heart up? I'm so, I'm so starstruck. Baby, could you blow my heart up? I'm so, movies with Jack and Andre. By the way, someone, t- Ruby texting in, F year, best day of my life, read that starstruck track by Lady Gaga. Who's going first for two reviews today? Space Cowboy, just play that track, it's me. <laughs> Andre, what will you be reviewing today? I'm reviewing a film called Star. It doesn't, it's not spelled S-T-A-R, it's just Star, that's the title. Do you mean A Star Is Born? Oh, oh my gosh, not over you my, wish. not on my dead body. I will refuse to, I'm just kidding. No, that'll be next week. <laughs> that'll be next week. Let me get straight to it. So, Star is a film by Johan Löw, who's an artistic structuralist, whose feature debut is just a movie-length montage of just scenes from films showing stars, cut and paste back-to-back, sometimes in silence, sometimes to music. Its simplicity and awe-inspiring mystery may hide behind some tedious, snobby philosophising, but the film does invite 90 minutes of meditative pondering, which is kind of chill. Who knew watching stars would make you think about so many things, like why make this movie? Is it because 2018 is convinced that stargazing is the coolest plot trope through Lady Gaga and her debut, Damien Chazelle obsessing over space travel, or Claire Denis' arthouse space movie where someone scoops up Robert Patterson's cum across a spaceship? Or even worse, I've just realised, you guys, this film is a shout-out to the 50th anniversary of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which came out 50 years ago this year in 1968. Are we, in fact, reaching across galaxies to high-five the last three Stanley Kubrick fans left? Jack... It was kind of dope seeing this on a Wednesday morning at 9am, no? Oh, it's so nice to use cinemas in different ways. Mm, truly. I feel like that's why we go. So how about those three Stanley Kubrick fans? <laughs> are they real? Do they exist? Maybe well, not. Well, you know me, I'm like an eyes wide shut stand till the end. You actually are. Yeah, and so are you deep down, I heard. Deep down, I'm a closeted eyes wide shut fan, that's There's true. There's not that much stargazing in eyes wide shut, though. But what about Star, though? How, how have you processed it after seeing it about two weeks ago? Honestly, I was like waiting for more crazy CGI stars. It's interesting how like inventive the early star films are in like the 1900s, and then how like the same they get for so, 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 so long until, Truly. like, X-Men. I heard that apparently this film is actually going to get extended every year. They're going to add more scenes onto the actual product, so maybe... Do you then have to watch it all from the start, or can we just watch the updated, like, 
episode. Oh, look, who knows, honestly. It's pretty crazy. You'd be surprised how many movies have stars. And these are like films without, they don't even have planets, they don't mm. have people. It's literally just shots of stars for like two hours. Where was Gravity? Where was Sandra Bullock floating through space? Was, oh, yeah, Gravity wasn't in it. Wasn't but that's because it. Sandra Bullock's face is in every shot. And you were saying that planets don't qualify as stars and maybe that film has too many planets in it? Like the Earth. Damn that fucking earth. (laughs) Andre, Jack, star in a word. Starstruck. Yeah, space cowboy. Jack, (laughs) let's uh, let's have a look at your review today. Something a bit different for two reviews. Well, I thought we'd do a montage episode. We could have done a star episode, but we're doing a montage episode. And I thought, what? What montage has moved me more than anything else? And it has to be the Dendi Hyperreel, specifically yeah. the Dendi Hyperreel from 2011. But if you, I am If you including. don't know what a Hyperreel, a Dendi Hyperreel is, this might trigger you. It's your destiny. Go! So oh many my moments from different films. Oh my god. The, okay. Go off beat <laughs> If this still doesn't ring any bells, uh, the Dendi Hyperreal is the only place where Amelie is being shown, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> the only place where Colin Firth has a job. Okay. <laughs> What does it mean about me as a person that I tear up every time I see that? It means well, that you're a human. Well, it honestly means, like, nobody's perfect, you're fragile, and you go to the movies to experience And it. Soviet Russian montage theory elucidates that montage makes you feel things. So okay, Kino, that- fist yourself. Okay. <laughs> this is the moment your reptilian, reptilian brain kicks in to open your pods while it's loud, and if you aren't Andre and don't need to use Google the whole way through the movie, you turn your phone into airplane mode. Spinning into life across time and country, the Dendi Hyper pulses alongside your quickening heartbeat, turning saints into the sea and swimming through sick lullabies. Actors smiling and crying, a baby's foot, Brad Pitt's huge face, a motorbike, someone running, a head in the wind out of a window, arrows flying through the sky, spring breaker, zero dark 30, Helen Mirren with a gun. We rapid cut through faces we know. Which Julianne Moore film is that? But something has changed. They've updated without changing everything. It feels out of place, cut and paste. The rhythm has fallen apart and then it's over. And, I mean, it's possibly even less diverse than the old Dendi Hyperreel. I think we deserve to be swept away, and that's why the aim of the Dendi Hyperreel is so beautiful. It understands phenomenology and affect, that we come to the cinema to feel the bass drop, but it has suffered an update that leaves you less starstruck and more star-cucked, and no one's going to sign up to Dendi Direct. And so I'm asking Dendi, let Andre and I cut your next montage, we'll do it for free. Andre, what do you want to see in the Dendi Hyperreel? Legally Blonde the Musical on MTV? Oh my god, Jack, what a great question. All I want to see in a Hyperreel is a bit of Anna Paquin in X-Men. Is that too much to goddamn ask? Is that too ask? much to ask? I want to see young Anna Paquin playing Rogue. It is literally all I want to see on screen. But let me just say about the Dendi Hype Reel, I'm surprised that for a Hype Reel, none of the films that feature in it are good. (laughs) And they only have uh, Tree of Life by Terrence Malick. Like, where is Tangerine? Where is Beast of the Southern Wild? Where are these You know what? They do have the Florida Project on now. Which is Yeah, yeah, the new Hype Reel has the Florida Project included. Because it's all the films that I think Dendi has property, like, and owns and are on Dendi Direct. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, like I was saying before, Colin Firth is only employed through Dendi Hype Reels. So, I mean, at least someone's still being employed. The new Dendi updated Hype Reel, in a word, Jack and Andre? Ooh, Mistake. Yeah, I think. yeah, I think cut and paste. Dendi, if you're listening, let Jack and Andre revamp and rejuge mm. your hype reel. I'm sure they'll do a wonderful job at it. Somebody's texting <laughs> in. What a revolutionary review. I loved this. And then a little uh, film emoji. Which <gasps> is nice. My favourite emoji. <laughs> um, very. 
up next, actually, we're going to get into Sydney Spotlight. Tell us what's coming up, guys. We've got the program director of the Sci-Fi Film Festival, Simon Foster, in the studio to talk about the Sci-Fi Film Festival that's happening this weekend from Thursday to Sunday. He's going to be asking the hard questions. going to be pushing those buttons and then also give away a couple of double passes to the last night of the festival. That's exactly right. All you have to do is text in your favourite sci-fi film and be an FBI radio supporter mm. to get a double pass to this sci-fi film festival. Someone's saying, my fave underrated sci-fi movie is... THX1138. Is that ringing a bell? Couldn't bring myself to ever watch oh, it. Yes, um, George Lucas's film, of course, yeah. of course, of course, played at the Opera House a couple of years ago. Wonderful. I haven't seen it. Want to. Keep texting him in on 0409 945 945. Does anyone like District 9? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, amazing. 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 Cinema. Love it. This is Loose Tooth with You Say when we come back. Sydney Spotlight here on Movies, Movies, Movies. Sydney Spotlight. On Movies, 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 we are joined by Simon Foster, the Program Director of the Sci-Fi Film Festival, which hits Sydney. Welcome, Simon. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. And we've still got Jack and Andre Film Lods in the last section of Movies, 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 where we talk about what's happening around Sydney. Mm. Simon, i got to ask you, what is a sci-fi film? Because I just Googled sci-fi movies and Children of Men came up. What actually defines sci-fi? It's one of the great sci-fi movies, Children of Men. It's a dystopian <laughs> future. Ooh, don't tell Brady. Don't tell Brady. It's a big question, what is sci-fi? Because sci-fi is kind of this all-encompassing umbrella genre. Um, is Alien a sci-fi when it's actually a horror film? Is Aliens a sci-fi when it's actually a war film? So the broad scope that sci-fi can... can the broad brushstrokes that, that sci-fi can have... Um, go right out to every edge of the, the film sector and the film industry. Um, it's got to be a work of imagination, usually a, a, a concept building or a world building kind of project that creates from the ground up a some kind of vision, whether it's looking backwards or looking forwards or set in the current time. There can be modern science fiction as well. Um, yeah, it's it's a big, broad scope to, to try to cover and um, hopefully my program does that. We're mm. asking listeners today to text in their favourite uh, underrated sci-fi films oh, to 0409 945 945 for a chance to win a double pass to the Sci-Fi Film Festival. Simon Foster, what is your favourite <laughs> Maybe underrated sci-fi film. Uh, there's quite a few of them. Today I'll say The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. It's an Yikes. 80s film. Long title. Wow. Yeah, long title. Peter Weller stars as Buckaroo Banzai. He uh, has an encounter in a, uh, a third dimension with an alien race that follows him back to Earth, and him and his rock and roll band have to fight the aliens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it pretty much ruined nightmare. the career of everybody involved with it at the time, but they've <laughs> all bounced back. Had a young Jeff Goldblum in it. I just remembered my uh, favourite sci-fi uh-huh. underrated film, Gentleman Broncos by Jared Hess. Cute. Yeah. Ooh, Great movie. Excellent. What about um, To Be a Wanker, like uh, Solaris? Oh, Solaris. Go back to Tarkovsky. All the way to Tarkovsky or, or Soderbergh's? Or oh, Soderbergh. Both. Which one's better? You just like that movie because it's by director. You just like that movie because it's by director called Andre. We've just <laughs> got a text so. in. Someone wanting to win that double pass. Yeah. 0409 945 945. Big Mama's House. <gasps> Big Mama's House. Does that qualify, Simon? a long boat to pull, but yeah. So, what's the what can we expect from the Sci-Fi Film Festival this year? Can we expect spooks? Can we expect surprises? Or is it a socially conscious festival this year? What's the main aim? I'd like to think it's a little bit of all of those things. In some cases, it's a lot of those things. Um, we have films from 16 different countries. We have uh, 17 Australian premieres, two world premieres. Um, quite by chance, we uh, 60% of our program guide met the Screen Australia Gender Equality 
um, guidelines. So one of the four main creatives involved with the film is a woman. So... Um, uh, we didn't aim to do that. We just found that there's a lot of really interesting narratives and a lot of interesting films out at the moment that um, are dealing with, uh, like Reflections in the Dust, our Saturday night film, mm. looks at toxic masculinity and, 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 the, and the patriarchy. Um, we've also got a couple of great short films, uh, Andromeda and The Shipment are two films which also look at um, father-daughter and, and, and patriarchal sort of uh, toxicity, mm. I guess, for want of a better word. It's, um, yeah, it, there are some really socially conscious issues in, in the program this year. Yeah. For any psycho bros, and we've come across a few like psycho film bros that think that the gender equality quotas are absurd... Did you hear that? Only one of the four creatives needs to be a woman in it. That's mm. crazy. Every film should have, a, honestly, 90% women for and it to be good. Funnily enough, film history here, Catherine Bigelow, who's one of the greatest sci-fi filmmakers of all time... Strange Days. ...beat out James Cameron for the Best Director Oscar, won the first female-awarded Best Director Oscar. He had made Avatar, which is by far one of the most... which is the most successful sci-fi film financially, I think. And she just showed it to him by winning that award. But can I just say... Are you excited for the next three Avatar films? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Avatar's a very strange beast because in the world of cosplay and in the world of sort of conventions, there's barely any mention of, of Avatar. It seems to have disappeared. Mm. It hasn't really tapped into any kind of zeitgeist or pop culture uh, uh, realm. Um, so it's a strange beast, Avatar. I guess I'm always keen to see what Cameron does, but it's mm-hmm. not one of my favourite films of his. But shout out to Sigourney Weaver. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. I wonder if sci-fi is the most woke genre because <gasps> it can sort of show dystopian and utopian Definitely. The Phil element. Totally. The Wachowski sisters. I'm getting very excited now. The Sci-Fi Film Festival. Uh, we have five double passes to get... Uh, giveaway. Um, is it happening all at Events Cinema George Street? All at Events Cinema George Street opens on Thursday evening uh, with the film Star, which you guys very kindly reviewed earlier. It's a fabulous film. It's a great film. Uh, 550 clips from the dawn of cinema up until mid this year, I think it is. Oh, so crazy. It's a stunning film. Um, and we end on Sunday night with one of my favourite retro films, 1988's Miracle Mile. Steve DeJane directed this movie. Um, it's a, a nuclear paranoia thr- thriller starring Anthony Edwards and Mayor Winningham. Um, it's a beautifully romantic film. It's a really uh, heavy-going movie at times. It was made right in the middle of the, the nuclear paranoia scare of the, of the mid-'80s. Still very, well, particularly relevant today. Thank you so much to our guest today, Simon Foster, for coming in for Movies, Movies, Movies. Jack and Andre, our regular film lords. Check out the Sydney Sci-Fi Film Festival online. We'll also have a link to it on our program page. And keep texting in your favourite underrated sci-fi films for a chance to win a double pass to the Sunday Shorts program with Q&As with seven directors. Ruth texting in that uh, they love Gattaca. I haven't seen that one either. Great choice. Classic. Studied in film school. Studied in high school, actually. Studied in primary school. (laughs) Saw it at the movies. Movies, movies, movies. movies. We'll be back on Monday in a week's time. Thanks again, Simon Foster, our special guest today. This is Milan Ring with Drifting. You're on FBI Radio. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.